It's on you. Welcome back to the Spin Rack. I'm here with my boy Petey. Say what's up, Petey, to the peoples out there. What's going on? Hey, today we're gonna to be discussing the cancellation of after number 10 of, of Deadpool. And why are we bringing this up? Yeah, dude, this is the 30th anniversary of Deadpool. Why in the world would they not be putting any more comics? And where did we get this info? Bleeding cool news. So hey, always a good source for our comic book information. So I'm just gonna go into it. It just came out recently. Richard Johnson is the one who wrote the comments, the, the article. This is what it says. The new Marvel um, comics, April 2021 solicitations have another notable absence. And it's currently looking like the Deadpool series will be out, will be the last one that comes out next week is it. You know, it's because that's the one that's part of the King and Black crossover. After that, we don't know, you know, is it canceled? I don't think it's canceled. You know, that's my personal thing because the character's 30th anniversary is here, um, but there are no monthly issues solicited for February or March. You know, March has a Deadpool nerdy 31 one shot to celebrate the, the, the occasion. Instead, that's what they're going to do, a one-shot comic, it looks like. Um, still, in April, it's the way less wasteland. So there's going to be no um, Deadpool. And, you know, Deadpool has been one of the more popular characters that came out of nowhere, you know, dreamed out of the mind of Rob Liefeld. And what did he say it was, Petey? It was supposed to be like the anti-Spider-Man, I believe it was? Spider-Man and Punisher. Oh, Spider-Man and Punisher. So, I mean, the question is, I'm saying, is this, is this it for Deadpool? No. Is in a new direction, or is it they, they have a surprise for us that's coming out later, or reboot? Or is it the the King Black is going to change things up, and so they want to change the whole universe? I'm passing this on to my boy, the master impersonario, him, impersonario himself, Pete Well, um... For the last track, I have that too, okay? Well, um, if, since it's the 30th anniversary, I'd like to say... If you want to get more information on the creation of Deadpool, you can go to Rob Liefeld's podcast called Rob Observations. Right now, I believe he has a five-part podcast on the making of Deadpool. This would also kind of sans or take out, because um, he doesn't talk about Fabian Nicenza that much in there. He talks about... He talks about they, they did a miniseries that um, that um, Mark Wade did a miniseries that Joe Kelly did a series that Axel Alonso was kind of brought Rob back to do Lady Deadpool, which that Rob Liefeld, um, I guess, co-created with um, Axel Alonso because Axel Alonso wanted a female Deadpool, uh, Deadpool girl or something like that, and then Rob named it uh, Lady Deadpool. But I will say. The fact that he kind of doesn't say much about maybe in the sense of giving the wisecracking part of Deadpool to Deadpool, right? And then taking Deadpool on in X-Force and then doing the mini, the big miniseries with, um, uh, what's it, Joe, Joe Mad, who's a, a, it's a gorgeous book. Um, I will also add another caveat to it because Rob talks about him using breaking the fourth wall, saying he used the breaking the fourth wall in Blood Wolf before it happened with Deadpool. And it don't matter because he also mentioned She-Hulk did it before, that breaking the fourth wall is an old television tradition and it has been done in comic books even before Byrne did it in She-Hulk. So it's something that's happened. Even Superman himself has turned to the camera and winked 
to the audience breaking the fourth wall. So it's like, it's a comic book tradition. Um, but he does say that all of the people who have done things with um, Deadpool is, um, have added something to the character. And I just don't want to forget Fabian Ascenza because I was reading the books. And um, one of the things when you have these guys who are action heavy artists, it's important to have a scripter on it because he kind of says they call them dialogue, dialogue fillers. Like you could just get anyone to do that. But if you look at some of the things that Chris Claremont was doing when I think especially more on X-Factor because he at least was talking with Jim Lee about the X-Men stories, even if they would, um, Jim Lee was changing them a lot. With the X-Factor, he was, um, who was it? Um, Chris Claremont was just scripting and he was adding a lot of bits to give you that story, making it very cohesive. And I think Byrne, when he took over the X-Men, he was scripting early ones and he was adding some of those storytelling bits within the dialogue. And then um, Lobdell, Scott Lobdell was kind of more giving you the action dialogue when he was doing it. But it's, you can't, I wouldn't discount these guys who were scripters because it's an important part. And when you saw the move to image, you could see it was getting the the soup was getting a lot thinner as far as just saying they just need to see eat me and that sort of thing. So you need you need these guys. Um, the cancellation to go. I said all that to go to. Let me go to the cancellation. Ultimately, they, um, Marvel has pulled pushed things back, started things over. Um, they will be Deadpool will be back. Um, I mean, people were, were just talking about Punisher being canceled. So, I mean. Who knows? I don't believe that it's, it's over with, but they probably put it on the shelf for a little while and resolicit it or do a new series or something like that. So, and lastly, Disney says finally yes to another Deadpool movie, which would have been a no brainer, a no waiter. Get it done. Get her done. That's what I got for this. What do you say? So, I mean, look, I, I just go back to the whole thing of. Um... I'm a little, after all these years, I know there was a big controversy several years ago with um, our friend Liefeld about the who gets credit for the um, Deadpool, right? Because I mean, he's credited, uh, Fabian Nacenza Fabian is also credited for Deadpool, right? They credit um, you for a few scripted stuff, even if it was- well, I mean, they, they put him down, they have him down as creator on Wikipedia. He's yeah. also put down on, in movies. He also gets, um, he's also listed down there as a credit. So. The very fact that our um, our friend Lightfeld is um, diminishing his stuff. I remember there was a big comment with the New York Times article years ago. I don't know if they they talked, but the very fact that he's he's downgrading his contribution is is not always a good thing. But the very fact I mean, that who do you that you discount some, him being? I don't. I would say in the sense of, I would say in the sense of um, who is it? With um, what's that thing with the character? The co-creation part is so much a thing that people live and die on these days. When you have these characters that Rob Liefeld did, did like um, three issues with Deadpool, I think it was. He did um, X, um, New Mutants. He did X-Force 2. 
And I think he shows up, no, he showed, then he shows up in X-Force 4. I don't know that he showed up anymore after that, after the sabotage issue. But, um, excuse me, I think since Fabian was there and they, the Disney is like, this person put the words in the person's mouth, they are part co-creator. They've done the same, you should be eating, you should be eating. <laughs> He, the article, the, the Times article, I have to go back and look for it. It was like, Lightfield basically said that um, basically he chose Fabian. And so Fabian hit the lot, the, the life hell lottery. And so, you know, it was his idea, his concept. And, you know, all he did was basically the art. So it's him who came up with the whole concept. And the, I mean, it, I could see from his point of view, that's what he's saying. If he came up with the look of the client, if he did everything. But if Fabian also did, came up with the look of Deadpool and stuff like that, or was a collaboration, that's a big difference in how it should be looked at. And so you shouldn't automatically um, the automatically nothing visual that um that Deadpool did came from Fabian. The well, the character, the writing, the the, the, the script the, is um the voice that he had that um that he had and the thing was rob probably wanted to write it and we, we interviewed fabian Asenza. rob wanted to write it and bob harris says he probably wasn't ready so let's get him someone that you can work with that he would gel with and you can see in his podcast he kind of going back and forth for saying you know some of the negative things that fabian has said but it's basically like, what would you say if you saw me in a Levi's commercial? Even if I made some money off of it, you'd be like, Petey, like, <laughs> you really didn't come off well in that commercial. And you probably ask me, how much money did you make, though? It's like, that sort of thing. And you couldn't come up with a better character than the Spike Man? Is that the character you came up for? What's the name? Of course, they're going to like this. You guys. He, I understand he's in the in the future now, but it's like you're a guy, insult him back. But um, uh, it seems like because he doesn't even talk about Louise Simonson at all on this podcast. She had no, she is party with him on uh, on the New Mutants, but Rob talks about it like it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to get rid of Louise, and it was just like, huh. And that the New Mutants was selling so bad, they basically were um, they were out of the door. And then, of course, he came along and it sold. Now he made it the number two book, but it was yeah he made it the number two book, but he it wasn't a book that was. I mean, they just had um, Inferno, and Inferno was a top a top selling book. So Inferno was like. They had a, the Inferno in 75. They had a Mag, uh, Magneto versus Shaw issue, which was decent, that sold probably well. And um, the next they had an Asgard story. So, I mean, it's a big thing that he came on it, gained big success. He created Deadpool. There was so much um, buzz around it. But ultimately, how it works, even if it was yours from start to finish, I think um, the Alpha Flight, Byrne had created those guys, but he introduced them in collaboration with Chris Claremont, and Chris Claremont put the voices in those the characters' um, dialogue. 
That's what it is. What can you do? I think it's not a big deal. I think ultimately... Isn't it the money deal? I mean, if you say you're the creator and so you need creator credits and you want um, money, especially with the mo them becoming movies and TV shows, you need to get some proper participation, baby. That's what it is, right? I think, I think, um, I think ultimately things would have fared better had he respected the scripters in general. Because cool. Rob Liefeld, those, I mean, this what the, all the money themselves or like, um, I think the person who scripted, um, what's that thing? Like they talk about the money that they were giving. Like how much money was he giving to Hank, was it Canalza? Like that dude, like who scripted Youngblood. Does anybody remember any line from Youngblood? I can go through that. And that's the thing. It's someone that can look at your work, that sparse story, and create storytelling moments, some sort of narrative, stuff to, to set up the next story. You should right. eat your food. So, I mean, this back and forth about, I mean, he's the guy. You can say, you know what? The deal is if the, the um, if they scripted, they co-created, you know, that's, I mean, I kind of disagree with it, but you know, Fabian was there at the beginning. He carried the torch on with the character. He carried it on to big, you know, big success because he did so many series and he says he has those statements. So he knows what um, Circle Chase did. He knows what, um, the next miniseries did so. Like, what do you? What I mean? What What can he say? It's Deadpool's a character that um, I don't know. He, it's kind of he talks about how groundbreaking it kind of is when it's not that big a deal. Like it's it's just a fun sort of thing. I don't think it was that groundbreaking. I think it was a cool look, not a look that we hadn't seen before, but it was giving people what they wanted. People wanted more action. And these are this is like Snake Eyes that talked, that was funny and had because they had blades. Like all of his characters are like half G.I. Joe characters. But the only thing is that they wasn't, they didn't be, they didn't put him through the Marvel thing. So when you see like Shadowstar got the double blades, they got all action figure type things. I think Rob sort of hints on that. But the, no, he doesn't say that um, that Deadpool is really like a snake eyes, you know, for Marvel that, that yaps all the time. And um, I think that's one of the keys of giving something that we've seen before. We've seen Spider-Man, a full face mask. We've seen snake eyes. There was even a character in um, Nemesis in, New, in Alpha Flight, this full face mask, red and gray type of the deal. Then you get to, what's the name? And fans just, or something like that, that's one of the successes of those guys is they were giving you a lot of stuff that you saw, but they were giving you this action. Like look at Gambit, that guy with a staff doing karate and all this other stuff. It's just like, and he's able to beat up everybody and that sort of thing. So the people, they were giving us what we sort of wanted, but was Gambit a more compelling? He must. He might be. You know, I don't know if he's a. He's just as lucky as Longshot, but he's a better character than the Nightcrawler, who's 
that does the acrobatics too. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's it's uh, I like gambits. You want to give him more credit? This just say it. You think he deserves all the credit? No, I'm not saying he deserves all the credit. I think they, you know, like you said, look, you have the whole Wolverine character, which many different people were involved in the Bucky Bond situation. You know, I think what Simonson, Simon and um, Kirby did the Bucky, but you also have the Winter Soldier being developed later on. The whole concept. So characters can 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 evolve, you know, and sometimes the best character is. Um, <clears throat> the best um, um, iteration of a character may not necessarily be the original people who created them, but the people who worked on after them, who helped to develop and flesh them out as time went on, you know. And so I totally understand that. And um, but uh, I mean, I don't want to. I just don't want. I don't want to. I only brought that up because I was like, I can't believe that he. When you said Officer um, Rob observation, it reminded me of that whole um, perfuckle uh, that they they brought up years ago um, about what he had said and. And then you told me he's he's continuing to downplay Fabian's you know, thing. It's kind of messed up, you know. So I was like, yeah, that's not cool, bro. That's that's yeah. all I was saying. Um, but hey, I, the, getting back to the point, yo, is Deadpool really going to be cut out? I hope not. I think it's just a short time period. <laughs> I've read some, I've been some reviews of Deadpool comics, and they drive me absolutely batty. But you know, he has a market, and there's people who love watching Deadpool in all these crazy situations, breaking the 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 the. Uh, the wall and um, messing with with straight lace Marvel characters. So totally understand that, bro. Uh, so hey, if there's nothing else, I just want to say on the 30th anniversary of Deadpool for the year, yo, hope hope Marvel prints out some more comics and uh, spin a rack.